ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. A premiership returns to the Hunter with the Knights NRLW champions in 2022. One last roll of the dice for the oh. Whistle. Premiership. They've gone back to back. Gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? This weekend is like footballing fans Christmas. There is not one, not two, but three grand finals. And today we're going to unpack them all for you. Can Brisbane take out both the NRL and AFL titles? Will the Knights add an NRLW premiership to their two Dally M's this year? Will the Panthers complete a rare three-peat? Much to discuss. Plus, a dose of sound bites to get you through a packed weekend of sport. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Corbin Middlemass will be calling the big dance. I know it's a cliche, but it's grand final week. I had to use it at least once for ABC Sport on Saturday and is in and amongst all of the grand final fun and action this weekend. Corby, Collingwood and Brisbane were the best two teams all year. Another cliche, but I'm really leaning in here. Collingwood go in as favourites, though, despite missing a couple of key cogs in Taylor Adams and Dan McStay. Do you get the sense that they're in the box seat on Saturday afternoon? Oh, I think they're a, maybe a slight favourite, given the fact that it's at the MCG and they have been the number one team. They only won one more game than Brisbane during uh, the regular season, and we've obviously seen them be able to advance from uh, a qualifying final and to convert a home prelim the same way that the Lions did. Collingwood are into the grand final. You mentioned 1v2 in the intro, Poppy. It's actually the first time that we've had this matchup on grand final day in nine years. And for the first time in two decades, it'll be Collingwood against Brisbane. So you have to go back to 2014 to have uh, number one play number two at the end of the uh, the regular season that we've got this year. I actually think it's a genuine pick'em type matchup, and it, and it feels like sort of whichever storyline you want to lead in lean into, you can make the case for one particular team. To make the case for the Magpies is the fact that they just find ways to win, and we've seen it throughout this final series so far. They've won one game by seven points on qualifying final night, and then the preliminary final they get home by a single point. The Pies are going to win another hard stopper. And that's really been the hallmark of, of Craig McRae's reign as uh, a senior coach. They just managed to win these, these close-run things. And given how evenly matched the two teams are, if it's close at the finish, I can understand why people would be, uh, would be leaning towards Collingwood in, in that kind of scenario. Brisbane go in unchanged from their prelim win over Carlton. There have been questions over the last couple of years around their ability to win away from the Gabba, where we know they are very, very good. What has to go right for them to get over Collingwood at the MCG? I think their forward line needs to fire. I mean, that's their strength, and I think that's the thing that they can try to take advantage of. Collingwood, throughout the final series so far, have had winning scores of 60 points and 58. Uh, it feels like against a Brisbane team, you're going to need to kick more than that to win. With Brisbane's winning margin, 81 points. What a hiding. So Brisbane have so much firepower up front. Charlie Cameron, they got the two bigs in Hipwood and Danaher, so that they've got so much support, plus a potent midfield. So. I think if they can give their front six enough supply, that is going to be the the path to victory for them. The other thing which adds an interesting aspect to this year's grand final is the heat. It is 26 degrees today. It is significantly warmer than what it has been throughout the spring so far in Melbourne. 
and it is also due to be 28 degrees on game day. So clearly that's going to favour Brisbane when they're used to the, the much more steamier climate than what Collingwood have been. So perhaps another thing in, in favour of the visitors. I know a lot's been made of the, the road record and particularly here at the MCG where they've won only once under Chris Fagan. That game that they did win though was a high stakes final against Melbourne last year in which they eliminated the reigning premiers from the title race. So they do have a big win here in the past and uh, I know Brisbane don't feel like it's as much of a hoodoo as the rest of the football world do playing at the MCG. Before we let you go, I'm going to need a tip and a Norm Smith medalist. Oh, I feel like I'm, I've changed so many times this week, but uh, <laughs> I'll go back to what my initial thought was. I'm going to go with Collingwood uh, by a sort of slender margin. I think I said 14 points yesterday. I might just wind it in a goal. I said Collingwood <laughs> by eight points, and I think it's all set up for, for Nick Dacos, the, the second-year magpie. I feel like as good as Jordan Ngoi was in the preliminary final, I imagine someone like Josh Dunkley will go to him. We've seen the, the job that Dunkley's done in recent times on... Patrick Cripps and being able to negate him and work off him the other way so it would be somewhat of a fairy tale wouldn't it the, the second year magpie who missed a large portion of the season was ending the winning the brown low at that particular stage Dacos to bring the house down um, it feels like it's all set up for him on grand final day so a little boring I must have been poppy <laughs> but uh, Collingwood by Aiden and Nick Dacos uh, nothing wrong with being safe and he is an absolute star Corbin Middlemass thank you for your time and enjoy the weekend anytime In the NRL, it's the number one and number two seeds going head-to-head. Andrew Moore will be calling the action for ABC Sport. A grand final is always enormous stakes, Maury, but it is so, so big for Penrith. They're aiming for an incredibly rare three-peat. Where would victory here leave them in terms of all-time great rugby league teams? Certainly the greatest of the NRL era, Poppy. The last time it happened was 40 years ago with Parramatta team in the early 1980s. They're also the last team to make four straight grand finals. This Penrith side is as good as anything you'll see. And has three. 10 minutes 53 to go. This is a Penrith clinic. And the fact that of their starting 13, 12 of them have only ever played for one club being the Penrith Panthers. The only player who's played elsewhere is Scott Sorensen, who came through the ranks at Cronulla after playing at Canberra, while the Brisbane Broncos have a few more players from that came from other sides, including their orchestrator, Adam Reynolds. So I think if Penrith win this grand final, the fact that they're made four in a row is you know historic on its own right, but to win three in a row would put them right up there in the upper echelon. So if the Broncos are to come down to Sydney and spoil the party, Reese Walsh will have to play a huge part, of course. How concerned would Brisbane be about his physical condition as we ready ourselves for a game that's expected to be played in some pretty high heat? Yeah, I think by the time we get to Sunday night, it'll be okay. Temperatures will be back down to sort of mid-20s and players won't even notice that. Um, I feel sorry for the earlier grades playing in the heat of the afternoon but Reese Walsh has been an absolute revelation at the Broncos going back there after a stint at the Warriors where you wondered whether he'd fulfil his potential and you wondered whether he could get his off-field life in order and he seems to have done that at Brisbane and he's been probably the biggest X factor in the entire competition and watching him destroy the Warriors last week was just something to watch. Carrigan gives it to Reynolds, second man Walsh beats one, beats two, Reese Lightning strikes in the finals to put Brisbane 12-0 ahead. He has that X factor that could trouble Penrith. Penrith's defence is so good. They've won eight finals games in a row and they haven't conceded more than 12 points. So Brisbane's capable of putting points on and it'll be because of Reese Walsh, the combination he has with their halfback Adam Reynolds. If Penrith shut them down, they're going to beat Brisbane. But if Reese Walsh and Adam Reynolds can do their thing and do it as well as they've done it most of the year, they're every chance of winning. But Reese Walsh is a huge player in this game. 
You've called countless grand finals and I feel like there's no one better credentialed for me to ask this. Who wins and why? Certainly not in this room. (laughs) I've been on Penrith since the start. Even when they lost to Brisbane 13-12 in the very first round at Panther Stadium. I'm going to call it now, Louis. Game, set, bingo. Brisbane's going to win. Cleary's knocked it off. You've got to show you can beat Penrith in these big games. And Brisbane may well be able to do that, but... Penrith won by a cumulative margin of 70 to 10 in the finals. Brisbane, 66-12. But I just like Penrith. You know, you can't beat big game experience. And while Brisbane has a few who have big game experience, Kurt Capewell's been in grand finals before, including with the Penrith Panthers. Adam Reynolds been there uh, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I just think Penrith's defence will get them home. But this will be one. Like last year against Parramatta, I just... You knew Penrith was going to win. And I didn't think Parramatta played badly, but they still lost by 20. This time... It's a real toss of the coin job. I like Penrith based on their defence, but Brisbane's attack is so good, they could be the one to score more than 12 points. But I'm thinking Penrith in a really close game. Andrew Moore, thank you so much for your time. It's going to be a hot day. The footy will probably be even hotter. Thank you. Enjoy the call. Can't wait. Thanks, Bobby. It's not just the NRL that will be decided on Sunday. The NRLW is also in action as Newcastle take on the Gold Coast. Emma Lawrence is the host of Channel 9's coverage. Emma, let's start with the Outsiders, the Titans, the first Gold Coast team to make an NRL grand final. They were wooden spooners in 2022. What needs to go right for them to complete the Cinderella story this weekend? Yeah, I think it's that. It is definitely a Cinderella story for them to even be here in the decider. But I think... Look, they recruited really well this year and I think a lot of the experts at the start of the year said, you know what, they could be a smoky for the premiership. And that was a huge upset over the Roosters to get in here. But look, they've got players like Niall Williams-Guthrie who's come across from Sevens, that's Sonny Bill Williams' sister. The Titans hit straight back, courtesy of their centre. Niall Williams, Guthrie. I think she definitely needs to stand up and have a good game. So too their other rep players like Jamie Chapman, who's another one of their new recruits, and uh, their halfback Lauren Brown. So they made a late season switch. She was playing hooker, but then they moved her into the halves because they had an injury to to Leah Fuimaono. So I think that has worked a masterstroke. So yeah, all of their key position players and their big recruits have been great over the last few weeks. And I think once again, they'll have to stand up on Sunday. The Knights are riding a wave of grassroots support as they seek to go back to back. Tamika Upton, the Dalian medalist this year, what makes them such a special team? First off, I'd have to say Tamika Upton. So their (laughs) fullback is the best player in the world. I don't think there's any doubt about that in the women's game. Your 2023 NRLW Dalian Player of the Year is Tamika Upton from the Newcastle Knights. She's an absolute superstar and so long as she stays on the field and she stays fit, uh, you'd imagine the Knights will be very confident. They've also got the Southwell sisters, so young Jessie Southwell is their halfback and she actually had to get an exemption last year to be able to play because she was still only 17 years old. So (laughs) Andrew Johns, the eighth immortal, has been doing a lot of work with her. Her sister, Hannah Southwell, uh, is also back from an ACL injury after uh, missing the decider last year. So it's a really great story for the two of those two to hopefully be able to do it together. And yeah, as you mentioned, just Newcastle waving this ride of support. We saw the incredible they had 12,000 fans up at their semi-final on the weekend, which broke all the records for a standalone women's uh, NRLW match. So, yeah, it's going to be an incredible match and so many storylines to play out. Can't let you go without a tip for the weekend. Who's winning? I'm going to get a safe bet with the um, 
with the Knights and Tamika Upton to get player of the match. Emma Lawrence, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for having me. Sound bites. This week we had awards nights for both the AFL and the NRL and there is just something so wholesome about players who bring their mums to these events. Although Dally M winner Kaylin Ponga might think twice next time if he's looking for a little support on the red carpet. Do you think he's a chance of winning tonight? Hopeful? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Things might be a little better in the Dacos family. Despite missing out on the Brownlow, Nick Dacos's parents are looking to the future for their son and it is so bright they should probably wear shades. Your mum, Colleen, used to beg you not to kick the footy in the hallways and then when you didn't listen, she would ask your father to sort it out. What did he say? He said that's our future beach house right there, so, um, <laughs> yeah, let the kids go. Get you a son who will buy you a beach house. Did you see Taylor Swift at the Kansas City NFL game? It's been the biggest piece of celebrity gossip globally. Tay-Tay supposedly dating tight end Travis Kelsey and, yes, she was decked out in Chiefs gear sitting next to his mum. Yes, she went wild when he scored a touchdown. Yes, the pair was seen leaving the game together. Imagine the pressure on Kelsey. Your crush comes to the game, you want to play well and impress her, you're stressed. Thankfully, Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback and he's got your back. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt felt a little bit of pressure. um, And so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. In golf, the Ryder Cup is about to tee off at Marco Simone Golf and Country Club in Italy. The event sees Team Europe and Team USA facing off. But before the actual competition starts, players are getting around a couple of holes, warming up, getting used to the course. For Norway's Victor Hovland, though, he might not need much more warming up. Three wood, one on a par four. Wrong day. Hello. Wrong day. Smooth as could be. He's like, what? No big deal. That's just what I do nowadays. A hole in one on a par four in practice. Save it, Victor. Wrong day. Save it. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Joel Kassam. A reminder, you can catch the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final and the NRLW Grand Final live and ad-free on the ABC Listen app. It's a huge weekend of footy. Enjoy. Thanks to Fox Sports and Channel 7 for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.